What's up, guys? Welcome back to ADHD Remission. Uh, this is going to be the podcast. If you're new here, this is a podcast where I'm going to teach you how to put your ADHD in remission. So I'm Franklin, 17-year-old. Um, used to take, I can't remember whether it's 112 or 108. I'm not sure. It, two, yeah, it's 108 because it's two of the 54s. Um, this is like a recreational dose of Concerta. Um, and I would need to take that if I needed to pay attention. Now I take nothing. And um, I feel really great. And I would say that that means that I have remissed my ADHD. I want to bring you to this same kind of result, right? I want to bring you to the same result without medications, without, you know, weird drugs, which are made from petroleum <laughs> and halogens. Um, that was going to be the topic of this video was going to be endocrine disruptors. But um, then I remembered yesterday, I told you guys that I was going to talk about sleep. So, and again, if you're not, if you're new here, I wing all of my videos, and that you might you might be turned off by that. I wing every single one of my videos. I have no like I. <laughs> I'm probably not putting in a good word for myself here. Let's just get into it. So today we're gonna be talking about sleep. Um, I'm just gonna name off the best things you can do to improve your sleep massively. So little disclaimer here. Um, I do some crazy stuff for sleep that you don't necessarily have to do. Um, actually, it's not even that crazy anymore. I used to a couple weeks ago. I was waking up at like four consistently. Um, over the summer, I was waking up at like 3.30 to go to the gym um, so I could still have time for stuff. But uh, I'm not doing that anymore because <laughs> I realized um, it's not it's not beneficial. <laughs> it's not very beneficial because with this higher, you know, eight, eight and a half, nine hours of sleep, um, I've noticed even further improvements in my dopamine and my attention levels and just my overall energy levels. And that's the good stuff that you want when you have ADHD. You want more energy and you want more focusing capabilities. The main two things which are going to do this are dopamine and androgens and thyroid, but that is probably because of <laughs> its effects on dopamine and androgens. So, um, endocrine shot. Why am I talking about that? Okay, sleep. Sleep is, honestly, sleep is like a category of its own. So my friend loves this. Um, you know, the three pillars of health, I think it's sleep, diet, and exercise. I'm not sure. And he says that, uh, he didn't create this. Why am I attributing it to him? He just told me that he read this in a book that um, sleep is like in a category of its own. Like it's sleep is the most important of the three. So the human body kind of undergoes stress and undergoes, you know, it intakes information and learns new things, especially in our current society. We have to learn a lot of new things. Um, it just, it intakes experience. And the point of sleep is to integrate that experience and then to get ready for the next day. Um, this is why if you don't sleep, you die pretty quickly because you just can't kind of, um, you can't, you can't rebuild your energy. So the main, the best thing about sleep is that it's going to repair your dopamine. It's going to remove toxins for you, but that doesn't matter. The main thing that matters is that it's going to recharge your dopamine. Um, it's kind of the highest form of relaxation you can really get, get. This is why, you know, after a bad night's sleep, you might have... It's very well known. It's very well documented. Not going to provide any studies. You can just Google it. <laughs> uh, that is, is really bad logic. I probably should probably study. I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty basic. Um, man, what am I doing? I, I hate that. C common sense, I hate that. You know, no-brainer, I hate that. But that's what I'm doing right now. Um, it is pretty well demonstrated that... Um, sleep... And sleep quality positively impact dopamine. 
I apologize to you guys that I'm using the common sense um, evil here, but we're just going to kind of quickly move past that because you probably already agree that sleep improves dopamine function. At the end of the day, dopamine functioning is the most important thing in ADHD. It's really the thing which causes ADHD. And my six, my six, my, my framework of the six causative things for ADHD, those are all because of their effect on dopamine. Um, what's it called? Well, I didn't even remember the first one. Dopaminergics, ne dopaminer dopaminergics negatively affect dopamine functioning. Endocrine disruptors negatively affect dopamine functioning and negatively affect androgen functioning, which will then negatively infect, uh, impact. Did I say infect? <laughs> they will negatively impact dopamine, dopamine functioning. Um, poly Dude, I'm tweaking. Yep. <laughs> Man, this is getting really, getting really rough out here. Uh, polyunsaturated fats negatively impact dopamine function. Um, lack of exercise negatively impacts dopamine function. Nutrient deficiencies negatively impact dopamine function. And high serotonin negatively impacts dopamine function. And these are the six things which I believe are most prevalent in our society. And so that's why I list them as causing ADHD. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, it all just comes down to dopamine. And I would list sleep. In my last video, I talked about negative dopaminergics. So these are things which um, obviously a lot of you are not gonna go to Tibet and become monks you're not gonna completely remove yourself from dopamine dopamine dopaminergics in the world and I mean I, I won't either I you know I eat fruit that's dopaminergic so there's there's lots of things that we need to and I mean that's not even really harmful to your dopamine levels the dopaminergics what I, I like to say is that they are things which um, promote dopamine levels and also they happen very easily at a point where um, it's nothing that you would experience in the natural world, so it diminishes kind of experiences in the natural world. So that's going to negatively impact dopamine function. The last last video that I made is about how you can kind of protect yourself from inevitable exposure to these dopaminergics. Um, and one of those things is sleep. Sleep is the most important tool. Every night you have to be getting great sleep. Um, honestly, your health is, you're just not going to be able to have optimal health. No matter if you're doing everything else perfectly, you're not going to be able to have optimal health if you're not sleeping well. Um, ideally, you want to be sleeping very... Uh, bro, what am I talking about? We're at 6.30 into the video. I haven't even talked about a single tactic you can use to increase your sleep. First thing, um, it's getting kind of into the winter seasons now. Usually, I kind of go to sleep at 8 o'clock, but um, right now, I'm starting to go to sleep at kind of like 7.30. Um, you guys don't have to do that. You do not have to do that. I repeat, you do not have to do that. Uh, you know, you can... I would say before 10. 10 or before is the best. For some reason, we have no idea why this is in the research. Sleep is must, much more restorative and beneficial um, before 12 than it is after 12. So this is you know a common saying. One hour of sleep before 12 is worth two after 12. And obviously, um, that's not like you know some like high tier like scientific like it's just it's a common saying. Um, but I, I, I agree with this. I mean, I used to sleep most of my hours after 12. Most of my hours used to be after uh, 4 or 5 when I was, you know, in my severe gaming stage. Uh, I don't do any of that stuff anymore because that's, that's dopaminergic and I'm trying to avoid that. So, um, first thing you want to do is you want to kind of get to bed a little bit early. If you can, shift, shift it back. Go to sleep a little bit earlier. Wake up a little bit earlier. Um, don't try and wake up too late. And when you wake up, 
And this is a big reason I started waking up later. When you wake up, you want to get sun in your eyes in the first maybe 30 minutes of your awake. Um, when I wake up, especially when I used to wake up, um, the sun was not out. I don't think I've seen the sun when I wake up in probably like three months. I'm, I just see it like nowadays sometimes, like on the weekend, if I wake up at 7 or something. Um, if I decide to really sleep in, I'll see, I'll see the sun. And it's, it's so restorative. And this is one reason I pushed it back. Like I said, I've neglected this. It is so restorative to see the sun right in the morning. This is how you're going to get your circadian rhythm maxed out. And, okay, I can't believe we're eight minutes and I haven't brought up uh, circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm is your body's 24-hour rhythm that regulates your energy cycles and your sleep cycles and your eating everything. Um, it's based on the position of the sun. And the way your body tells the position of the sun is either by, well, we knew this before, by looking at the sun and, and not through, like, glass or anything, like, just directly at the sun. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with the UV, but... So if you have UV blocking glass, uh, it definitely won't work. But if you have non-UV blocking glass, it might still not work. The best, you just want to go outside, you want to look at the sun and when it comes up. Oh my God, I did that this morning. <laughs> I did that this morning too. Well, I have to sneeze and it just doesn't happen. I just like sit there for 10 seconds. Some probably clicked off during that. But, um... Most important thing is that you get sunlight in your eyes very early in this morning. This is going to perfect your sleep cycle. The other way that you can attune your body to your circadian rhythm is by grounding. I'm probably going to make an episode on grounding all by itself. Um, when it first came out, <laughs> when it first came out, I thought it would cure cancer. <laughs> I'm not even joking because um, back then I did believe in the, the free radical theory of um, cancer. I don't believe in that anymore. Um, I don't think free radicals and, you know, ox, I don't think that's as important as we've been led to believe, but I still do believe that it has incredible, incredible, incredible benefits, especially for a lot of people who have more inflammatory systems. I don't have it, so I don't see as many benefits. One of the great benefits is that it's going to very effectively attune you to your circadian rhythm. This is not very well backed up in the literature, but just as good as literature, we can take personal experience. And I, I, a lot of times it's not true. Don't like say like, oh, you know, my daughter, you know, got autism and she took vaccines. So whatever. We're, we're not going to get into that. Um, but in my case, I felt I feel great. Like when I went to California this summer, um, you think I have jet lag. But I didn't because I grounded. Um, lots of people have had the same exact experience. So I think that is good enough for me to um, use this practice because it's a very easy practice. Um, and there is some emerging science about some emerging literature about, it. I don't think that's going to cure cancer. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really ever think that I just, you know, I, in theory, it kind of made sense because cancer is caused, but whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about sleep. So two best ways to, um, regulate your circadian rhythm. Oh, the third best way, um, have a dark room. So you want, also you want to watch the sunset. So I would say not just observing the sun in the morning. That's the most important, but if you can observe the sun throughout the day, especially during sunset, that is very beneficial. Um, my friend goes to sleep at 6.30 p.m., so I think he might even be going to sleep at like 6, like 50, 6. See, is insane. Um, 
I never thought I would crack eight personally, but you know now I'm going back to seven thirty. Might have something. Might have something on you. Maybe those the two hours before um, midnight. Maybe he's just like ahead of everyone. Maybe he's just like getting godly sleep. I don't know. Um, I'll probably try that out sometime. But what he does is he just has his room artificially dark, and then in the morning he has his room artificially bright with a sunlight alarm. This the sunlight alarm is not going to redic- uh, it's not going to regulate your circadian rhythm, but um, you're going to have that brightness in the morning, which is going to kind of wake you up. If you wake up and it's dark, it's going to be hard to get up. Um, if you're going to sleep and it's light, it's going to be hard to get down. Right. So you want to be paying attention to kind of the uh, the brightness of your room and the brightness of your environment. And you want to be paying attention to the sun, position of the sun, and you want to be grounding as well. It's very beneficial. Um, oh, I have so many things. Oh, it's 11 minutes. It's 13 minutes, and I have so much more stuff I want to talk about. So, like I said, go to bed early. Um, I like to eat. This is kind of crazy. I like to finish eating around like 5. Or actually, no, I like to finish eating at 4. And then I'll have like another, like some lemon juice at like 6. But that digests super easily. So, um, this is a big problem. I was, I was, I, this is a big mistake that I was making for a long time. I would eat at like, I'd eat like 5 with my family. And I'd go to bed. I'd eat at like 6. God, I'd eat at like 6 30 with my family. And I'd try and go to bed. I could not go to bed. Um, Digestion, you do not want to be digesting when you're going to sleep. That's going to mess up your sleep big time. Okay, so if you have to have like a pre-night, you have to have like a pre-sleep snack, make sure it's either... Actually, I just wouldn't have any fat at all because that's going to be fat. It's going to be harder to digest. If you have maybe a little bit of protein, maybe just like some honey or something. I wouldn't do too much fiber, especially not like whole grains or any of that. Just garbage. Um, no vegetables, no beans. Just do some like... Maybe like some berries. Just, I, I wouldn't do anything like super fibrous. Um, you could try it. What I do, I do lemon juice, some honey. Um, it's very, very easy to digest. Before I was doing bone broth, uh, but then I ran out of bone broth. But don't be doing anything fatty. Don't be doing anything with, you know, vegetables or any of that. That's going to mess up your sleep. Um, so you want to have your gut in like a super non-irritated state. Um, vegetables are going to irritate your gut at some level in every single person, no matter who you are. Some people can tolerate it. Some people cannot. I'm one of those people who cannot tolerate it, so I especially need to watch out. Um, eating anything which I think or know is going to my gut um, before I go to sleep. So, another practice I like to do. Uh, this is not going to be useful for you guys. I sleep on the floor. So, I sleep on like a kind of tatami mat. It's not like. Um, I just, I'm not a fan of plastic, I'm not a fan of like this artificial foam. And I noticed great improvements in my back, in my kind of like back strength, in my posture throughout the day, just sleeping on the ground. Um, also, it's kind of, it's, I'm not going to read that. Focus. Let's go. So, I, God, see, that's a dopaminergic. It can interrupt your focus very easily. No matter even if you're like, at like a monk, like me. No, I'm not a monk. Uh, no disrespect. I'm not at that level, uh, but I'm at the level where I can, you know, not have any ADHD symptoms. So, um, sleep on the ground. You do not have to sleep on the ground. You can still sleep in your mattress. It'll be just fine. Um, but with sleep, you want to be avoiding... Honestly, okay, I'm at like a more advanced level of sleep where I'm looking for like more advanced tricks. So I skipped over a lot of the basics. And I apologize for that. You're not going to want to use your phone. I would say you're not going to want to have any entertainment or stimulation at least two hours before you go to bed. You want to be... And I would say like journaling about an hour before bed helps a lot. 
Um, really just get your thoughts out, kind of put some closure to the day so you don't have to actually think about anything. Um, what I like to do about like 30 minutes or like 20 minutes before bed, I'll take, and you know, you guys know I take uh, cold showers. I'll actually take a warm shower about 20 minutes before I go to bed, especially in this colder weather. It just hits. Um, but I'm not just doing it for fun. It feels great, but then I go lie down on the floor with my fan and I kind of cool off and I got my body in kind of like a cold state and by doing this you're going to raise your prolactin a lot um, you're going to increase your melatonin it's going to be beneficial for sleep and it's really just going to turn your brain off this is why I don't like to do it in the morning so um, definitely do not take a cold shower before you go to bed um, oh god that would be terrible but what you want to do is you want to do that and then I just lay down and put my put my put my like you know you can put your legs up on a chair while you're like laying down like elevate your legs um, I just lay there and I just kind of like meditate a little bit, like kind of go into like a restful meditation while I'm laying down. And then after that for a while, once I get a little bit cold, I'll just put a blanket on and I'll just like snuggle up and then I fall asleep within like literally like five minutes. <laughs> no joke, like this stuff knocks me out. Um, what else do you want to do? Like I said, don't be doing anything stimulating. Don't be arguing. Don't be watching the news. Oh God, do not watch the news. Don't be, you know, scrolling at least an hour and a half before you go to bed. No entertainment for at least, no, like, stimulating activities at least an hour and a half before you go to bed. This is going to be highly beneficial for your sleep if you do this. Because you're going to feel relaxed. You're going to feel ready to, you know, get your next day started. So, what else? Like I said, you want to have a really dark room. If you don't have a dark room, then you can use kind of an eye cover. Uh, my pillow, I have a silk. You want to be making sure that everything is cotton. So this goes with endocrine disruptors, but um, you can have a mattress. I would recommend that you get a new one. Your current one is probably kind of trash. Um, it probably has probably polybrominated diphenyl ethers. What those are, they're flame retardants. You don't want flame retardants. Those are going to be estrogenic and carcinogenic. That's going to uh, raise your serotonin. It's going to disrupt your sleep. So you want to avoid PBDs and mattresses. You want to get kind of, you know, one of those like organic mat. For me, I just like none of that. Okay, none of it. I'm just, I'll sleep on the floor. <laughs> none of the, you know, bro, I don't even know what that is. I mean, I do know this, but um, nothing to do with that. I'm just sleep on the floor. Um, you want to have a cold room. Oh, this is so important. Um, you want to have, I'm sorry. I'm definitely going to remember some things that are very important. I'm just not doing this in the correct order. <laughs> Maybe I should start scripting my videos. So, you want to be making sure that your room is a really good temperature. If your body temperature, I think it's like two, if it increases like two degrees or three degrees, um, you'll wake up. So you don't want to have like a kind of, you don't want your, your room temperature to be tweaking out. That's not going to be beneficial for your sleep. You're going to wake up. Um, you want to have a kind of cold room. That's going to be the most beneficial for sleep. I'm not sure why. That's me personally. But I like to feel like a little bit cold so that my, my blanket feels kind of like protective of me and I just, I can really like sink into relaxation. That's why I sleep so much better in the winter. During the summer I get trash sleep. During the winter I get godly sleep. Um, yeah, also, especially if you're not getting sun in the morning, if there's like no sun in your area, you need to be grounding. You absolutely you need to be grounding. You need to be on the grass. If you don't know what grounding is, <laughs> I never explained that. I definitely should start scripting my, my episodes. I think what I'm going to do eventually is I'm just going to like run. I'm going to make all these episodes over again. And I'm going to do them with scripts so that they are actually good. <laughs>
I hope you can still get value from this stuff. If you can't get sun, you need to be grounding. You need to be having uh, an electrical connection to the earth. And however woo that sounds, um, it is real. So you want to be touching your bare feet to the ground. Let me know, ADHDremission at gmail.com, if you guys don't believe any of the stuff I'm saying and you want me to provide sources to you. But it is simply too inconvenient as I don't script anything to uh, get the sources beforehand. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about beforehand in most of these videos. I just have a, a long, long list of things that I want to talk about and that I'm excited to talk about. And I just like select one randomly. And in this case, I actually did say I was going to talk about something before. So room temperature is super important. You want to have it pretty cold. Um, what else? Um, like these people telling you like eat stuff before bed. Um, <laughs> it, it, it could be beneficial. I, I don't know. I would avoid it. You can try it though, but I personally don't like it. Melatonin. Okay, let's talk about melatonin. Oh, melatonin. I don't like it. So what melatonin does, melatonin kind of messes up your dopamine. And that is not what you want as ADHD. And, you know, the skeptical listener asks, how does it mess up your dopamine? Well, melatonin, um, what is it? I used to be really into this pharmacology stuff. I'm trying to remember what it is. It's, it's N-acetyl-5-methoxytryptamine. Is that what it is? Melatonin. Substituted. N-acetyl-5-methoxytryptamine. Let's go. I still got it. Okay. N-acetyl-5-methoxytryptamine. Now, what is that? You pride. <laughs> that, that was unfair. What is serotonin? Serotonin is 5-hydroxytryptamine. So, we have N-acetyl-5-methoxytryptamine and 5-hydroxytryptamine. So, when you are kind of in a lower melatonin state and you switch to an, uh, an environment in which your body wants to begin producing um, melatonin, it will use both serotonin and tryptophan and it will convert them both into melatonin. Um, this is what you want. You don't want to have high serotonin while you sleep. All this stuff telling you, you know, oh, 5-HTP helps you sleep. Or, you know, you want to have high serotonin while you sleep. This is, um, <clears throat> it's not very accurate. The real reason is because serotonin converts into melatonin. Serotonin is, it's, it, it, serotonin is so weird. Like, I don't understand how this can possibly be caused the happy hormone. Um, it's simultaneously, this is it's the only hormone or only neurotransmitter that acts anything like this. It acts both as a stimulant and like a fatiguing agent. It's so weird. It's like, it makes you tired, it makes you fatigued, it makes you feel bad. <laughs> and then at the same time, if you're trying to sleep, it'll make you stimulated, it'll make you feel like, ugh, not a fan, not a fan of serotonin. Um, but when you oh, I'm getting off topic. I just, I hate serotonin. <laughs> but when you, um, when you, serotonin has important roles in the body, but we want to keep it as low as we can possibly. No, it's not a happy one. Might make a video about that. Um, definitely will. The problem with taking melatonin supplements is um, it stops your body from turning serotonin into melatonin. So while you might be able to get um, sleep, it's not really going to be as high quality sleep as if you were in a, you know, lower serotonin state. And while you're sleeping, I'm pretty yeah, you do have a little bit more serotonin than when you're awake. Um, but you definitely don't want to be in a high serotonin state. This can wake you up. Um, just the right amount of serotonin is beneficial for sleeping. You don't want to be in a very low serotonin state because that's going to spike your dopamine a lot and then you're going to wake up. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can mess up here. 
Um, but as long as you don't, you know, tweak out and you just um, don't put too much kind of importance on it, it'll all work out very well. So do not take melatonin. <laughs> uh, here's the other problem with melatonin. Uh, most melatonin you're going to get from the store, it's going to stay on the bottle like 5 milligrams or 10 milligrams. Um, and the effective dose of melatonin is like 0.25 grams. Or no, it'll, or yeah, 0.25 milligrams. So um, most of these melatonin supplements are dosed at like 50x or like 100x. <laughs> the recommended, it's, it's very strange. Um, another problem is that when they're made, they're... The manufacturers, and I, I just heard this somewhere, this might be completely untrue, but I've heard that they have no idea how much melatonin is actually in there, and they kind of just have to guess me. Also, I would predict that melatonin, the way that they synthesize it synthetically, is probably made from petroleum. going to do a quick Google search. Melatonin, synthetic melatonin raw materials. Okay, it's... Synthesized from 5 methoxytryptamine. That's not the raw material. Um, tryptamine, raw material. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a god, an expert in melatonin synthesis, but um, so maybe they make it from natural sources. But I would, I would, I would guess that if it's synthetic melatonin, I don't even know if that's a real thing. Maybe that's all derived from 5-NT from natural sources, but um, I would guess that synthetic melatonin is maybe made from petrochemicals, um, and that's going to be an endocrine receptor, and it's going to have dioxins. Um, what else? So you want to be... Glycine is something that's beneficial for sleep. Oh, so glycine is a, a, a neurotransmitter, or not, it's a neurotransmitter and it's an amino acid. Glycine is very important. Um, this is why I would recommend if you're going to have like a meal two hours before dinner, which I... Recommend that you try. Sometimes it works really well for other people. Sometimes it doesn't really work. Um, I would recommend that you have some collagenous meats or some bone broth, which are very high in glycine. Glycine is going to be very good at promoting sleep. Um, one thing that's super important for uh, proper sleep function um, that's often overlooked, well, now it's coming to light, is mel is not, not melatonin. Um, magnesium. So magnesium, I think like, I don't even know the physics. I'm not going to just say some random number. But um, most people are uh, deficient in magnesium. Uh, this is not because you're not eating enough freaking vegetables. Vegetables don't actually have any magnesium because it's not bioavailable. When you're eating your salad, you're not getting any magnesium from that. Um, it's filled with anti-nutrients, which are going to bind to the magnesium and prevent it from being absorbed. Um, even if you cook it, it's probably going to get to like 20% bioavailability or maybe 10%. Um, the real source of magnesium is water. And since our soil quality has eroded so much... Um, it's not in our water anymore. <laughs> it's in smaller amounts that we need. Um, and hopefully if you have a proper water filter, it's going to filter out even more of that magnesium. And you should definitely have a water filter. That's worth getting low magnesium for, I would say. Um, but magnesium is very important. I think the best sources of magnesium are actually, um, it's actually muscle meat has, I think it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a good amount, but anything you're getting from nuts is not bioavailable. And if you want to cook it and make it bioavailable, then um, you're going to make the <laughs> you're going to make the formaldehyde bioavailable. You're going to make the benzene from uh, bioavailable. That's not going to be beneficial um, for sleep or for dopamine or for ADHD. So you're going to want to avoid that. Um, I would recommend you take a magnesium supplement. 
Um, magnesium also counteracts some of the negative effects of electromagnetic frequencies. Whether you believe in that or not, um, I mean, the news will tell you that it's fake, but if you look at the literature, it's pretty obvious it's not fake. Um, but one of the problems with uh, electromagnetic frequencies is they increase the absorption of calcium and do calcium ion channels. I don't know a whole lot about this, but I know that that's true. I've read the literature. Um, and one way you can reverse this is with by taking magnesium, which is going to block the calcium from being absorbed. Um, on top of the fact that magnesium is just very important, a lot of us are deficient. So I'll, I'll take that before I go to school because school is very highly concentrated in EMS, unfortunately. And then I'll take it before I go to bed because it's also very effective at promoting kind of a drowsy state um, when combined with melatonin. So uh, what else? I wouldn't recommend that you take any like sleep formulations, even if they have... I mean, a lot of them are just like kind of like weird amino acids. Um, it might be beneficial, actually. I, I would, I would, if you want to try it, I would recommend you try it. But uh, a lot of them have negative results, and a lot of them also have artificial sweeteners or you know other just crap in them that you don't want to really ingest. Um, not going to be beneficial for your sleep. What else? You're going to want to have your gut right. So. Don't be switching your foods. Here's the thing. With gut, with your gut, a lot of people can eat whole grains and like vegetables and stuff and just have a, they'll have a fine gut. Um, even though they're eating a bunch of lectins and maybe saponins, they'll have a fine gut. Um, this is just because they're used, they're adapted to what they're eating. You'll see this in Africans. You can ask almost any African. They'll tell you they eat tons of beans. I'd ask this dude at the gym, what do you eat? He's like, oh, just a ton of whole grains and beans. And I'm like, I cannot imagine that. <laughs> I absolutely cannot imagine that. Oh my god, diarrhea. Um, but a lot of people can do it. I think the reason Africans can do it is because they're so developed, they're so um, adapted to those kind of diets. I am Scandinavian. I'm not adapted to that. Um, I will tweak out if I eat that stuff. I actually, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, I only realized eight months ago what a normal poop felt like. Like my entire life, every, this is kind of, this is kind of weird, but every poop that I'd ever taken, it would, I would have to do at least like 40 wipes. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, I would be there wiping for like 30 minutes. Um, and then eight months ago when I started stopped eating whole grains and beans, I was crap. Um, I stopped eating that. I'm like, wow, that's weird. And then I heard this guy talking on YouTube about how I heard him say the term endless wipe. And he, I didn't even, I just, everything else after that was just a blur. And I thought, oh my God, I had that for like 16 years. Um, so yeah, I've only I've only realized recently that this is what a normal gut feels like. I bet you not have a good gut. I'm sorry, but I, I just bet you don't. Um, your gut is so important for ADHD and sleep. Uh, having an irritated and disrupted gut is going to mess with your sleep. It's going to produce a lot of serotonin. This is the reason it's not beneficial for ADHD. Uh, the main source of serotonin in the brain is actually serotonin in the blood. Um, there's a lie for a long time that it didn't cross the blood-brain barrier, but now we know that it does, and so that lie is obsolete. Um, but most of the a lot of serotonin in the brain comes from irritation of the gut. When the gut gets irritated, it releases serotonin. <laughs> you don't want that. Serotonin lowers dopamine. It's not going to be beneficial for ADHD. Um, oh, this is 31 minutes. Okay. This one's like kind of more of a... I definitely should have scripted this. <laughs> oh, I definitely should have had like a list of things before. Um, what else? I think that's just about it. I mean, you don't... You don't want to overthink it. Okay, so let's go over a quick summary. So you want to be, you don't want to be having any entertainment, I would say like an hour and a half, maybe even two hours before bed. 
you want to be getting more of your sleep before 12 and less of your sleep after 12. Um, I would say at least eight hours, just as long if you can sleep and then you can, as long as you wake up and you feel really good and you don't have to drink any coffee or force yourself to feel good, um, then you've gotten good sleep. So maybe if that's seven hours, maybe that's seven and a half, maybe that's, if it's anything above 10, if it's anything above, like, if it's like 10 or more consistently, um, that's probably something that, <laughs> that's probably something that, <laughs> that's probably something that is problematic and you want to, you know, tweak uh, your your routine and see if you can change that. Um, especially if you're not as active. Um, me, I'm very active. One thing is, you need to wear yourself out, especially if you're a kid listening to this, especially if you're a boy and you have high androgens, you definitely need to be wearing yourself out. I had this problem for a long time where I literally just couldn't fall asleep and I didn't know what it was and it was just because my energy was so high um, from all the stuff that I'm you know, trying to teach you guys <laughs> um, that I literally could not fall asleep just with lifting. I would have to do sprints with my friend and I noticed that every day that I didn't do sprints, I would not fall asleep. Uh, then I would fall asleep like somewhere around like 12 or something and then I would wake up and I would just feel like garbage and then I would just mask it with a cold shower. Um, yeah. So make sure your gut is right. Make sure you're not getting a lot of entertainment before bed. Make sure your your the, the light and the temperature in your room is right. Make sure you're looking at the sun right when you wake up. Not looking at the sun. Do not stare into the sun. Um, but you want to be getting like the UV rays kind of like in your... Just look towards the direction. That's it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, just look towards the direction of the sun. It's going to be very beneficial. It's going to be very beneficial for your dopamine. We don't exactly know why. We don't know a lot about the sun. Um, but we do know that the sun has androgenic effects that are separate from vitamin D's androgenic effects. So the sun is very beneficial. I'm not a fan of all this dermatologist stuff. But you should not be going in the sun. That UV is going to you know, cause cancer. Um, let me know if you want to make an episode on that. Or you can just email me. ADHDremission at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, you want to not be eating at least three, bare minimum three hours. Or you don't want to be eating a big meal, bare minimum three hours before bed. Um, you can eat like a tiny meal, like I would say two hours, maybe two and a half hours before bed. Um, but make sure it has no fat and no, no kind of anti-nutrients or gut irritants or fiber. You want to have a low fiber meal. Um, but any major meals you want to keep, I, I like to do like four, even five sometimes hours before bed. Um, that's how I feel the best. The least gut irritation before bed. You want to have low gut irritation before bed. You want to have low gut irritation in general because gut irritation releases serotonin. Um, hmm, what else did I talk about? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, this has been a learning experience. I'm definitely going to script. The next time I do like one of these like episodes, where I'm gonna like list a bunch of stuff. I'm I might actually, I might like I might upload another version of this tomorrow, and that won't count for tomorrow's episode. I'll do a separate episode for tomorrow's episode. Uh, but I'll, I think I'm gonna upload another because this is doing you guys injustice. I don't know if there's even anyone still here. It's 35 freaking minutes. Um, sorry for not getting to the point. <laughs> I might just put it in the description so you guys don't have to suffer through this. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. All right, have a good day. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Next time I'll do this, I'll, I'll, I'll write a list out. Have a good day.